0: Once upon a time, there lived in an old shtetl in Poland a God fearing Jew named Mayer. Every morning on the way home from davening at the base Medrash, he would always go through the marketplace to see if he could pick up a little business. Mayer's business was to buy any kind of farm products chickens, eggs, fruits, vegetables mushrooms, anything that farmers might bring to the market. He was a wholesaler. He would buy in small quantities and then go back to his home where his wife had a little store next to their small house. Mayer's wife would resell the farm produce to the local balabustas for a small profit. Mayer had a reputation for being very fair, an honest Trustworthy man. Farmers who brought their fresh produce to the market regularly had learned from their dealings with him that he could be trusted. Unlike other buyers, he wouldn't hondle, he wouldn't try to get a better price. All of the other merchants in the market would go through a whole bargaining process. The farmer would ask for a very high price, the buyer would offer a very low price, and eventually they would adjust their bids. And somewhere in the middle, they would reach an agreement. But that's not how Mayer operated. He would offer a price, and that was the price. Take it or leave it. Eventually, the farmers realized that Mayer's price was a good price every time. His bid was never higher or lower than the best price you could get from anyone else, even after a long and hard handling contest. So Mayer became known as Honest mayor. Now, doing business this way is not likely to make a person wealthy, but it allowed mayor to make ends meet and take care of his family. The only regret mayor had is that going to the market to earn a parnassa did take away some time that he would have otherwise had to learn Taida. So one day he decided he would cut down on the time that he spent in the market. He would go out to business only on Sundays. Tuesday and Thursday, instead of every weekday as before. At first, his wife worried. Mayor, we barely make ends meet as it is. How will we do so if you're only going to the market three times a week? Mayor reassured her. Do you think Hashem cannot send us enough Parnos in three days? Wait and see, my wife. Hashem will take care of us now as he always has done before. Mayer's wife did not have to wait long to see that Mayor was right and she was so relieved and happy to see that the reduction in Mayor's time in the market had not reduced their Parnossa one bit. Mayor was so happy when things worked out this way. He was grateful for every extra minute that he had to learn taita and to Davin, which was more precious to him than all of the gold and silver in the world. The years went by this way, and eventually Mayer's oldest daughter was approaching marriageable age. Mayer said his wife one day, we certainly have Hashem to thank for feeding us and sustaining us. But Mirala, our daughter, is not getting younger. How will we save enough money for a chasana for her? Mayer replied, hasn't Hashem taken care of us in the past? You think he has forgotten how old Mirilla is? Relax. We'll rely on Hashem just like we have until now. Don't worry. But my dear husband, replied his wife, aren't we not supposed to rely on miracles? So what do you want me to do? said Mayor. Maybe, Mayor, you should go back to doing business every day. If doing business half-time provides for our bare necessities, then if you work at it full-time, we'll have a chance to save up a little money for marrying off our daughter. Hmm, said Mayer, your calculation does seem right at first glance, but you haven't taken into account our partner Hashem. If he is not ready to work full-time with me, can I succeed without him? We've seen it with our own eyes. I used to go out to business full-time. Did we make more money then than when I decided to spend a little more time with our partner, in learning Torah, and davening. Did we lose any money because of it? No, and I'm not going back to my old ways now, especially when we need our partner's help more than before. Don't you agree? So what could Mayer's wife say? She nodded and davened with all of her heart. All main, ken yehi One day, a peasant brought to the market, A large log of wood with a beehive inside it. It appeared to have many honeycombs filled with honey. Passers-by stopped and asked the farmer how much he wanted for it. The answer was the same. I'm only selling this to honest mayor. However, it was not one of the days when mayor went to market. So the farmer sat and waited until finally someone told him that it was no use waiting for mayor but he offered to take the farmer to Mayer's house. Mayer was not at home. He was in the base medrash. But his wife saw a good deal, so she asked the farmer to wait while she went to fetch her husband. Mayer came and looked at the large log with the beehive in it very carefully. He measured its width, its length. He tried to lift it. Finally, he said to the farmer, "'Judging by the size of the beehive "'and what I think it weighs "'after allowing for the weight of the wood "'in which the beehive is encased, "'there should be a good deal of honey in it, "'but it is difficult for me to estimate.' "'After a few more minutes of calculation, Mayer came up with an amount of money "'and offered it to the farmer. "'The farmer's face lit up. "'He felt it was a very good price. "'He accepted gratefully. "'But,' said Mayer. It's more money than I have right now. So Mayor's wife said, "Mayor, let me go out and borrow the money from our neighbors. Mayor agreed. While the wife was out, Mayor said to the farmer, You've been out in the marketplace all day. You must be thirsty and hungry. Would you like a glass of tea and a slice of bread? The farmer was indeed hungry and thirsty. He gulped down the bread and washed it down with a delicious mug of tea. "'I'm very glad to have met you, mayor,' said the farmer. "'Everything happens the way Hashem wants it to happen,' replied mayor. "'By the way, it's a very unusual beehive. "'How did you get it?' "'Well,' replied the farmer, "'I went out into the woods to chop some firewood. "'I brought my axe, my saw, and my cart. "'Firewood was very scarce on the outskirts of the forest, "'so I went in deeper.' Finally, I filled my cart and I started on my way home. I was very tired and dozed off while my horse kept walking down the path. I woke up when my old horse stopped near the stump of a tree. As I looked up, I saw a swarm of bees buzzing around the stump. I knew there must be a wild beehive in the hollow of the stump. I know the ways of bees. I've been doing some beekeeping on the side and I knew what I needed to do. I took a long twig and I picked out the queen bee. I moved her to a nearby stump. The entire swarm of bees followed their queen to the new home. When I returned to the old beehive for the honey, I found that the honeycombs were encased in the hollow part of the stump, and I couldn't remove them without breaking the combs and losing most of the honey. So I took out my saw, and I sawed off a huge part of the stump with the beehive inside. It was a long job, but it was finally done, and that's how I got the beehive. Just then, Mayer's wife came back with a big smile and handed the money to her husband. Mayer carefully counted out the amount and gave it to the farmer, who pocketed the money and went on his way. Mayer returned to learning while his wife got busy with the beehive. She gathered up her empty pots and jars and even borrowed a few additional ones for neighbors, which she expected to fill up with fresh wild honey. She carefully pried around the edges of the top honeycomb and lifted it out. She was pleased to see that every cell was packed with honey. She laid it down on a cloth and then removed the second layer, also packed with honey. The third layer was also packed with honey, but below the third Layer, there was nothing. Just a hole. Oiga, vault. She grasped her head in both hands. Oya, khurban. What a flop our business deal turned out to be. We'll only get one small jar of honey for a lot of money. And borrowed money at that. She rushed to fetch her husband from the base medrish. Mayor, come quickly. See what a metzia we got? One look at the gaping hole of the stump. "'was enough to turn Mayor white. "ivy" he said. "'What shall we do?' asked his wife. "'It's not all that bad,' said Mayor. "'We still have a block of wood. "'We can cut it up and sell the wood. "'Anyway,' said Mayer, "'bring a long ladle, a kochleffel. "'We'll dip it into the hole "'and we'll scoop out whatever honey is there.' "'She handed her ladle to Mayer, "'who dipped it into the hole, "'scraped the bottom,' and brought up a ladle full of precious gems and gold coins. Mayer's wife fainted. When she woke up, she saw that Mayor had removed a pile of gems, pearls, silver and gold coins, bracelets and other valuables. And other valuables, a real treasure, all of which Mayor had brought out from the beehive. His wife exclaimed, I knew bees produced honey, but I didn't know they can also produce such other things. Do you think Hashem made them do it just for us? Well, of course Hashem could do such a thing, said Mayer, but I think there's a simpler explanation. A band of robbers must have chosen the hollow stump in the forest as a hiding place for the treasure and had to abandon it for one reason or another. So Hashem sent a swarm of bees to build a hive in the stump and protect the money until we needed it. Now that our daughter is of marriageable age, Hashem sent the farmer to the beehive to bring it to me and no one else. The farmer was well rewarded for his trouble, and we were even more richly rewarded for our trust in Hashem, with the real reward yet to come if we use our treasure wisely. Baruch Hu Uvaruch Blessed be he and blessed be his glorious name for ever and ever.